We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at MattJonesTFR. And tonight we are being brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest, easiest, and safest way to bet on all things sports. We got March Madness coming up. We got the Masters. We have Major League Opening Day. And BetOnline has everything you need to uh, get started and win some money. The best part is you will receive 50% Welcome bonus with your first deposit. So head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your literal free money. Signing up is a great way to support the podcast here, uh, Bogey Free, as well as all of the other shows that we put out every week on Rotoviz Radio. So make sure you go over to betonline.ag, use promo code BLUEWIRE, and you can get set up with your uh, deposit bonus. All right. Now that that's out of the way, the triumphant return of Evan Chaney. You can find him on Twitter at echaney69. You can find his NHL stuff over at Numberball. Evan, welcome back. What's going on? Good to be back. Um, I haven't talked golf in a while with anyone, so I, I'm glad I finally Great. have my outlet again. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the the most golf I've talked in the last three weeks or so is I, I was tilting in the uh, the Numberball chat um i can only assume that it had something to do with lucas glover somehow even though i don't think he's played in the last month maybe my thursday night sweat absolutely (laughs) or thursday or thursday afternoon sweat rather 
Um, all right. So before we before we jump into the segments, I want to shout out the listener league winner from last week, Rich is Rich Nine. He took down the listener league. Uh, he paired up Bryson, Rory, and uh, Eric Van Royen, who obviously all finished in the top five. Which is, I don't know. What, what do you think? I, I know you're not in the golf streets uh, the past couple weeks, but you think that's pretty good having three of the top five guys in your lineup? It sounds ideal. Pretty good. I think we it should. Sounds ideal. I actually think we should maybe try that at some point. It would be nice. I'm, I always just am like worried about guys making the cut, but realistically, I should really try to, get, five guys, try to get know? these guys Easy. in the top five like Rich. Easy. All right, well, new strategies, you know, that's, that's why you guys listen to Bogey Free to, uh, to get all of the Game Theory Optimal plays. So uh, if you could even get the winner in there, hey, you never know. That would be just beautiful. Um, all right, so let's hit let's hit our buy or sell. We have a couple of guys um, near the top of the price range that seem pretty interesting this week. Uh, we'll start with Billy Horschel. He's a guy who, I mean, you you really can't avoid him at this point. He's number one. I mean, avoid seeing his name. I don't mean avoid playing him. Uh, we'll get that. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But um, he is by far the most tagged golfer on FanShare. He is ninety two hundred. I would imagine that he's going to be, if not the uh, like top two owned, definitely in the top three, I would imagine. So uh, what say you on Mr. Horschel? Do you think he's going to keep up this form or are you uh, scared off by the ownership or something in between? I don't see any reason to jump off the bandwagon. I mean, two straight ninth place finishes for him. And all of his all of his leading form stats are still fine. Like it's not, it's not like it, he's getting lucky in anything, right? He's just doing well, and he that's why he's finishing the top ten. So, I think this will continue. You know, the ninety two hundred price tag is not something I ever expected to see Billy Horschel at, but here we are. And I, I would still play him, right? I, I, you know, even if he's going to be high owned, then he's a good play. Yeah, I think I'm I'm a little bit uh a little bit lower on him I think than you are. We we saw, you know, at the waste management, he was just on fire with his short game. He gained uh over 8 strokes with his short game and lost strokes with his long game off the tee and on approach. And then he kind of flipped that a little bit in Mexico last week, but like everybody's going to gain a ton of strokes off the tee there because of the altitude and the, the driving distance just kind of skews everything um, for the guys who can hit it like at all. Um, and still kind of relied on his putter a little bit. I, I think that this is the type of week um, we, I always pay pretty close attention to ownership, but I will probably just be blindly fading the, the top five owned guys just because it's a tough course, and there's. It seems like there's usually uh, a few guys that we are not expecting to miss the cut that end up missing the cut. And I'd rather take. I think there's a couple of guys around him that I feel comfortable enough with, uh, given the ownership discount. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. But I, I I agree. He's obviously playing good golf, um, and he gets streaky. So it, it's you kind of have to play him when you can because. When it goes south, he's just like 
just constant like T38s <laughs> until he figures something out. Um, he's a guy who doesn't really miss a ton of cuts. Like I, he has a he has a bunch of cut equity. I think he's made um, 26 or 27. I looked it up before. 26 or 27 out of his last 30 cuts. So definitely, definitely a cut maker. Um, but this upside thing with the top 10 finishes is a little bit uh, a little bit more rare for him. So we'll see. He has a, a 77 in the power ranking score, um, which usually means like a quarter of the time they finish in the top 20. So I, I don't know that that doesn't like scream. I need to jam him in at 25% ownership. Um if he was ranking a little higher, I'd probably be higher on him. But um, what about what about Fleetwood? Because this this one is a little bizarre to me. I I'm obviously a big Fleetwood fan. Um, we've recommended him on this show countless times. Yeah. Um, but he's eleven six, and I I didn't run ownership yet. My my gut feeling is somewhere in like the mid to low teens. Um. On his ownership? Yeah. That makes sense. So uh, for for me, I think if he if I run the ownership projections tomorrow and he ends up like 17, 18%, uh, I'm probably out at as the most expensive guy and popular. But if he can stay in like the 12 to 14% range, I'll probably go like slightly overweight on him, um, depending on how you know, I feel like my my lineups are built taking a guy at 11-6. What are, what are your thoughts on, on Fleetwood? My thought is that he has played one tournament this year. And I have absolutely no idea why you would want to pay 11-6 for him. That is my take. Well, I mean, he, that, that he played one tournament over here. Yeah, here. And then in Europe he's played, you know. A number of tournaments. But, like, is he giving you any reason to want to pay almost 12000 for him? I mean, his last five starts have been a win, a second place, a tie for second, a tie for 11th, and a tie for 18th. I know. So like, kind of. He hasn't missed a cut since... Is this right? Since July think, of 2018? Yeah. Yeah, no, July? Yeah. I see May. Or maybe it's also Europe. You factoring in Europe? Yeah, yeah, no, I just mean worldwide. He he missed the Wells Fargo um, in 2018. That that would have been in May, but he missed the French Open right before, uh, a couple weeks before the, the Open Championship in 2018. Whatever, we're, we're going way down the weeds here. But um, yeah, no, I, I think, like I said, I think if he was if he was super popular, if like Brooks, for whatever reason, if Brooks and Ricky weren't in the field this week and he was going to be, I don't know, like 27%, then I would just be like, no, like there's no, there's no possible way that I'm paying 11.6 for a guy who's going to push 25% ownership. But I think he, I think he might go a little bit under own this week and I, and I don't hate it. So we can... We can uh we can agree to disagree on that one. Yeah, that's gonna be the take. I I don't know something about eleven six Tommy Fleetwood just sounds awful. I think yeah, it's I also mean, a picture that was floating around the Twitter sphere, maybe last night or the night before. 
It was like a he, he was wearing like a pink pastel shirt. Oh, that's that's Horschel sitting, sitting on the beach. Oh, that was Horschel. Yeah, I could have swore it was Fleetwood. I don't know why. No, that, that was, was Horschel in the pink pants with the flamingos. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know that was Horschel. Okay. Yeah. Not that, okay. not that that should really be factoring into your decision making. It, it factors into a lot of things, but it, it just, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, off to a, off to a rip roaring start. Um, let's let's <laughs> let's switch over to our over unders. Um, we obviously missed a couple of weeks here. You're one up on me. Um, I think it's like eight to seven or nine to eight, something like that. Um, so this week we will start at 9,700 with one Louis Oosthuizen. Oosthuizen. Um, <laughs> for an over under of 17 and a half. What say you about Mr. Oosthuizen? See, the thing is with, with PGA national, it's like, it doesn't tend to favor any stats or like anyone that's good at any particular uh, strokes gained area. Right. So it kind of makes me less worrisome when, when it comes to his, his struggles with ball striking as of late, his off the tee struggles and some of his approach struggles. So I can I definitely want to say under on, on 17 and a half because of that. All right. I'm going over. We're just we're just not gonna we're just never gonna agree tonight, I guess. Um if we do agree on anything that we obviously have to go the other way with uh our actual uh, American dollars. Um <laughs> Louis Ustazen is uh comes in with a seventy two uh power ranking score and he only finished in the top twenty about twenty four percent of the time in the simulator that I have. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna go I'm going to go over like I get the, I get the case that's there to be made for him going under, but I just, my numbers and the simulator disagree. So I'm just gonna, I'm not going to get cute and try to try to outthink it. So we can, we can disagree there. So that'll be good. That'll, that'll cause uh, one of us to actually, you know, make some ground up or, or, uh, extend the lead so the next guy is daniel berger this is actually like the uh the mispronunciation open for you right now between uh my past issues are coming to light between Athusian and berger uh, <laughs> i didn't i didn't even do that on purpose i just how realized long, <laughs> how long ago uh, i mean that's what like three four years ago at this point yeah, that was like that was like the season of like twenty. Was that twenty sixteen? Might have been twenty sixteen, or was it twenty seventeen? No, you were still in junior high in twenty sixteen. It couldn't have been in- <laughs> still in junior high now. <laughs> that eighth grade test in uh, in Pennsylvania is a real bitch. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Makes it hard to move up. Uh, All right. Um, so I I set his line a little bit higher than that uh, at twenty one and a half. All right. Uh, I want to say over. Unfortunately, I want to say over. I, I don't see it for him. Not here. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I. I also uh, was going to go over. He's basically the same power ranking score as Ustazen. He basically has the same 
uh, sim results. He has, you know, historically that group hasn't really cracked the top 20 too, too often. So I'm going to go, I'm going to definitely go with the over as well. And then Matthew Neesmith, a guy who um, has really sort of, I mean, it's not like he's a household name or something. Like if I asked my friends uh, if they've heard of him, they'd they'd almost definitely say no. But he's really been playing some solid golf lately. He has, I think, seven straight made cuts. Uh, He finished 11th at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am and had a top six finish at the Puerto Rico. We know that's a weaker field, but, you know, still counts, still professional golfers. You'd rather see that than you know, a, a top 28 or something, uh, in a weak field. So, um, what are, what are your thoughts on Neesmith? I'm definitely going under, uh, I actually have him with the, I believe third highest. Yeah. Third highest power ranking score this week. So I'm definitely going under, uh, the, the simulator has him at a top 20 and the line's 36 and a half. So a top 20, 47% of the time. So I'm all in. Uh, Neesmith will be, uh, will be talked about again at the end of the show for sure. 36 and a half. Yeah, I'm willing to take an under. He's performed well when given the opportunity. Um, I, I don't see a reason. I mean, at 7,200, he's just a great play. Do you know what ownership on him should be? Um, it, yeah, it's, in, it's interesting in this range we can uh, – we can kind of, uh, you know, figure this out as we go. If if we scroll through and look at the at the seven K range, there's a bunch of guys that are pretty interesting and can um, can possibly soak up some ownership. And I don't know that Neesmith is like super super um, like people are going to really trust him at this point. Honestly, I mean, he's obviously he has you know a good box score, but clicking on somebody's name is kind of a different a different beast most of the time i would say he comes in at maybe like high end would be like six or seven percent at the at like the most okay um because there's there's a few guys in that range that we will probably talk about that they're all going to kind of live in that like three to eight percent range and it's just going to be super flat from like probably 7,500 to 7,000. I don't really see, at least right now, I don't really see anybody just like blowing up and going completely out of control. All right. Um, Let's let's switch gears now to our mid-range matchup. Again, it's being brought to you by betonline.ag. Um, again, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get yourself set up with your first deposit. You get a 50% welcome bonus. So our head-to-head is Byung Hanan versus Eric Van Royen. And the uh, this is actually a head-to-head that you could go and uh, go and bet on right now if you wanted to at the site. So do you want to tell me what you think first, or do you want me to uh, – to tell you the odds first. Give me odds. I want to see who the better bet is. All right. So right now, on is uh, sitting at minus one forty favorite. On is EVR is at plus one seventeen. 
Oh my god, Eric Van Ruin, and it's not even close. What what are his odds? Eric's? No, Eric Van Ruin is a, is the underdog. He's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what are his odds? 1 plus 117. Oh my god, smash that. <laughs> Literally just I'm not even saying that metaphorically. I'm saying take that line when you see it in the app and just hit it. Just just punch it. Yeah, I mean that that gives him like an implied probability of 46%. Um I I mean I I think that's that's far too low. He he has a small sample um for the power ranking, so it's a little skewed, but basically I I have him set right now as almost a stroke per round uh, better than Byung Hanan. Yeah, no, this shouldn't even be cool. Why is he the underdog? Is it due to the lack of PGA data? Uh, uh, um, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I saw this. Yeah. I, I knew that they were close in price, and I kind of wanted to talk about both of them anyway and then i looked and it was actually uh it was actually an offering on bet online so i just figured this would be a good way to uh to get that pick out there it'll definitely um i wonder if it's even moved since i since i took the odds down because i I, look i don't i don't know I, i have no idea why it's it is the way that it is right now we uh we've been doing some some matchup betting over at bet the prop uh and just using the simulator where i'm at like 61 percent right now and this has yeah no it hasn't the line hasn't even moved i would i would even take this like i wish you could you could give Young Hun on strokes instead of it would be great getting like, a benefit like i i this isn't even a close matchup between the two. Yeah, no. I I agree. I know that now uh Byung-Hun An is probably going to win and <laughs> EVR is going to like DFL but um I just I don't get it. I this this was one that I just immediately bet and didn't even like didn't even look anything up. Didn't look at the sims, didn't look at the stat. Like I literally was just like, "Oh, okay. I need to I need to hit that at plus 117 before it." What's the max it. on that prop? So yeah, um, it's a good question. I might just, I might just. Uh, Betonline has, Betonline's pretty good. Um, yeah, so yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely going EVR there. Um, all right, let's uh, let's hit some some GPP plays that we're interested in, and then we will uh, we'll hit our cash locks, and we will say good night. What do you, what do you got? So we have the top four, um, or the top, the next three in the top four. Besides Fleetwood, we talked about Fleetwood already. Is there anybody between Brooks, Ricky, and Gary who you are um, prioritizing? Do you think that they're all pretty similar? And it's an ownership. I would, no, I, I would say they're all very much different. Um, I, I, I would, I would rank Kepka much farther ahead of Fowler and Woodland and then ever so slightly ahead of uh, Fleetwood. 
Only because the approach game is much better. Out of all, out of the top four. What's that? You have Fleetwood at fourth out of the top four. You're saying? No, no, no. no. I, I, I would rank them: Kepka, Fleetwood, Fowler. Oh, okay. And I got Wood. you. No, I just I yeah. wanted to make sure. I yeah. I misunderstood. All right. No, no. I don't think Fleetwood's that bad. <laughs> um, but no, I. Kepka's approach game and his off the tee game it just sets him much farther apart in this field, I think, from at least the other three golfers that we would, you know, 10K and up. So, yeah, definitely Kepka in that range. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the power ranking agrees. Uh, Kepka and Fowler are in the 80s. Um, with Kepka at 85 and Fowler at 82, Woodland's just slightly below 80. So, I mean, the they're within like three tenths of a stroke per round of each other. So for me, it's it's definitely uh, going to be you know playing a little bit of the ownership game in that range. If I'm if I'm paying all the way up, I do think like most weeks, there's a case to be made for going a little bit more balanced, um, and maybe like starting your lineups in in the 9k range um but if you if you are paying up i think that the the optimal way to do it is just say you know who's who's going to be the highest owned i think that that's probably ricky um and and just you know limit your exposure there i, I as far as ownership goes i think it's fowler woodland kepka fleetwood to be totally honest which is almost like the opposite of how I have them ranked. So <laughs> it should be, it'll either be a really good week or, you know, the, the crowd is right. And I'm, uh, I'm dust again this week. Well, there's only one way to find out and that's uh, father time. This is true. Just letting that happen. Put down those American dollars. Um, <laughs> so let's go, let's go nine K where I think my top three in this range are my, my top being Justin Rose, then Horschel. Then Ian. Yeah. Yeah, it's this is super this is super close for me. Um I Hovland got the best score in the power ranking. Uh, again, this is like a relatively limited um you know, limited sample with him compared to a lot of these other guys. Uh but he's way up there and I'm definitely gonna have a decent clip of exposure to him. EVR I really like too, but same same disclaimer. I, I think Eam is is like a, a total smash. Um, I have no interest in Rose. I've been fading him all year, and he hasn't made me uh, hasn't made me feel bad about it yet. So um, I'm gonna probably continue to do that until he gives me a reason not to. Um, so yeah, like Avlin Eam and EVR are kind of where I'm central centralizing uh, my ownership in that range. And Horschel is just uh, like, I'll probably go like half, half of whatever the, the field is, or maybe just outright fade him and hope for the hope for the worst for Billy. Yeah. It seems to make the most sense when it comes to maybe playing the ownership game, especially in single entry tournaments. I think that might be the move. Yeah, I mean, if if you're yeah. if you're one fiftying, I think that you probably match the field. Um, but if if I'm doing if single entry, he's definitely not touching my cash lineup. Uh, three entry, I don't think I'm gonna build that way. And twenty entry, like I said, I'll probably be somewhere around like half of half of the field. I think that's 
the way that I'm going to play it this week, just have a little bit of a hedge, you know, maybe put him in, in like one lineup of the 20, maybe two, if his ownership really gets crazy. Um, but other than that, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to try and stay away a little bit. Um, what about, what about this 8k range? Cause we, we talked about Benny already. Um, we have some popular guys that we have Neiman, we have CH3, we have, the uh, the ball striking god Corey Connors. We have Emiliano Grio. We have Luke List, who is going to be super chalk again. Um, and I don't know about you, but I can't I can't foresee anything going wrong with a chalky Luke List at the Honda. Can't. Yeah, no, we've never had any issues with a chalky Luke List. Nope, never. it has literally never happened. Every time he comes out firing makes no triples, does not wet a couple of balls. Is he supposed to be chalk this week, List? Yeah. Oh, God. No. No, fade Luke List. He's, um... No. Why? Why are people on Luke List here? Uh, yeah, right now, I if I had to guess, because of his price down at 8K, I would say that he is a pretty safe bet to crack like the top six or seven um, ownership, maybe even like one of the top three, depending on how the seven K range shakes out. That's awful. Yeah. Just again, I, I can't picture, can't picture anything going wrong. Is this even like, like, I really, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out like if I'm just completely missing something with him. I don't think you are. I, I don't see it. <laughs> I hope we're not, you know? I mean, he hasn't been popular all year. He ha- He's had a couple of, like, so-so finishes. He's He hasn't cracked a, a stroke and a half gained on approach since November. Yeah. Like, what? Am I missing something? I don't think so. Does he have – I mean, I know he – no, it wasn't even this. I, I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing. I guess a couple of years ago he was – he finished second. Like, is that that is that what we're doing now? Really? I, I guess. Is that what we're doing now? Like That's what we have to hang our hat on, though. Right. Didn't he lose in a playoff? Was it, was, it, was it Justin Thomas, I think, a couple of years ago? Yeah. That's so, what we're doing. We're, because, we're owning a guy 25% because he had a second-place finish two years ago. Don't you understand the course history people at this point? I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's been, uh, been covered here yet, yeah. but I do not. He has – yeah, I don't know, man. I don't get this stuff sometimes. Like I, I try to be objective, and, you know, the, the whole course history thing is a, a – you know, maybe like 10% or 15% shtick. But I mean, if the, if this is, if that's the reason why we're doing this, then just burn it all down. Just burn it all down. Agreed. All right. Um, let's go on down here. <laughs> that was my rant. Sorry. Yeah. JT Poston and Joaquin Neiman. Yep. Thoughts for against. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always going to play Neiman. Um, he's 
I'm just looking now. Him and Poston are basically tied in the power ranking model as far as the AK range goes. Um, and I'm probably going to like when I'm when I'm in this range, I'm gonna just go with one of the two of them and fade the rest of it. Because you got to take stance at some point, right? That's I I agree with your take, right? Like I, I don't. I, I don't want anything in the 8K range outside of Poston and Neiman. Yeah. So let's uh, let's kind of go down here to 7K. I have a list of interesting plays. Oh, boy. I hate when you have lists. Yes. Now. As long as it's not Luke. No. Get it? Luke list? No. A list? I don't even like – yeah. As long as it's not Luke. I chuckle. I can cut this part out. <laughs> no, I, I don't even like Lover this week. This is not his fit. Um, but, I mean, you got, you got guys like Streelman, uh, Vaughn Taylor, Brian Harmon, Bud Cauley. They're kind of some names I like. Even Russell Knox. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're missing. Yeah. Obviously, I talked about Neesmith already. You're missing. I'm missing my own guy. Your own guy who Two is. Two of my own guys. Who is like legitimately the the second best play in the range. Well, my boy Maverick. Like I don't understand. Like what are we doing here? You're supposed to be. I was dreading tonight, like because I was like this. This guy's gonna be able to victory lap all over the place, like like the 70-year-old secretary who doesn't watch basketball that wins the the bracket contest because she picked the names. She picked the teams based on their names and mascots. <laughs> Those are always the winners. That's literally that's literally how you became a fan of Maverick McNeely and you're not I even... became a fan of Maverick McNeely for other reasons. No, you didn't. I did it because he was the ultimate pivot off of the John Rom hype. No. And okay, well, that's yeah. that's a that's an absurd take because that's still a bad take. Then. <laughs> I'll admit that it was a bad take, but it's my take. Oh my god! All right, we're and I gotta, I gotta that stand part by. out. I stand by that. All right, go ahead. Well, all right, what what do you want to book me on uh, on earnings or FedEx Cup points or major wins? Rom straight up versus uh versus no, I, really over the No, next. I told I like I just said, I, I'll admit that I was wrong, but I'm standing by the fact that at one point I did say McNeely was gonna be better than Rom. Wait, so are you standing by it or are you not standing by it? No, I'm st- okay. You're admitting it. More I'm admitting than that I said okay. what I said. Okay. All right. And that I will I will take the L. But I didn't even remember that, and I'm positive that nobody else did. Like, no, but I remember that up. And that's is the but, and stone dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know, I I remember it, and you know, I, You're I'm like, no, I was to... right. I thought he was going to be better than Rom, and now four years later, he's actually like seventy five hundred instead of min price. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Rom is Rom is obviously the better golfer, but it's. I, I'm I'm simply upset. Sizzling that takes. I was wrong. That's that's my problem. Sizzling I'm upset that I was wrong. Takes. Oh my god, you're you're absurd. Um, and oh, and uh, Keegan's here too. Yeah, whoop de do. I, I forgot about Keegan in whoop this field. De do. Um, 
my my top three in this range are Neesmith, McNeely, and Higgs. Okay. Uh, you can make arguments for Taylor and McCarthy and Cauley and maybe even Knox. I think Tringali has a lot of um, a lot of cut equity. I don't know how much upside he has right now. Um, but 7100 I think, is a fair price for him. But the Neesmith, McNeely, and Higgs are definitely my, my top three. Okay. Okay. I'm tweeting about you right now. You better. If I'm not constantly on your mind, am I really succeeding? <laughs> um. All right, let's go. Let's go with these cheapies. Yeah. We'll hit some cash. Locks I'm trying to dumpster ready. dive. I'm just Cam Percy. Oh my god! Everybody keeps talking about Percy. He's gonna. You he's gotta be popular. So, uh, what? By everybody, I mean you're the second person that I heard say yeah. Percy. But now he that, stands out in his own way. Now that's a that's gonna be a tag on Fanshare. So now we're contributing to this ownership. Oh. I I am contributing to his Cam Percy, Cam Percy, Cam Percy, Cam Percy. Let's just Cam make Percy. make everybody think that he's gonna be chalk. Cam Percy, Cam Percy. Does it say do they do it every time you say their name? Probably. I there's only one way to find out. <laughs> I'll tweet about him, you tweet about him, I'll get some other people to to tweet about him and we'll we'll see how high we can get his ownership. So we're essentially becoming the Mike Bloomberg of Oh god. Can we not? Oh your boy. Your boy. My boy? He's in your state. Okay. <laughs> like that matters at all. <laughs> oh, um, before we before we shut out the show here. DFS open. Who's uh who are we betting on in this act in this event? Oh, do you do you have it up? Who who tweeted it out? Was it Rick? I forget who it was. I have to find the tweet. All right, find the tweet, and I'll I'll talk about a couple of guys in the six K range that I actually like that are that. significantly better than Cameron Percy. Um, You're a hater. That's the I, <laughs> Tyler McCumber <laughs> at sixty six hundred. I think is in a good spot. Um, Tom Hoagie, I think, is underrated. Sixty nine hundred, I think, is a little bit too cheap for him. Um, those are sort of my two favorites. I think you could you could make cases. Maybe for, like we said, Percy, um, I don't know. I, I don't really love a ton down here. And like I said at the top, I think I'm going a little bit balanced. So I don't think I really need to, to get down this low that often. Um, so I'll probably end up uh, with some with some heavy exposure to McCumber and Hoagie. And if they can make the cut, uh, then hopefully we'll make make a couple bucks sending you the tweet you still haven't found it oh you did find it I just all right so let's see well there's a foursome that i have to like i have to uh that you have to bet yeah or that you have to fade i'm playing but um, thankfully it's a cheap foursome i don't even know who you could be talking about I'm going with this is actually a very strong foursome. You have Josh Culp, Ben Rossa, Reed Fowler, and Rick. Yeah. So I don't I'm really taking know my... them. I'm taking that foursome for 66. Um I'm just trying to find out who I know. 
I mean, we we gotta we gotta pimp our boy Rouslin. He uh, he's oh, at yeah. sixty seven hundred, and he gets he gets to play with Siege. So uh, I'm I'm very oh, much, oh, no. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to the uh, to the commentary from from that group. Um, Just as long as he's not wearing khakis around the greatest player of all time, or khaki shorts, greatest <laughs> player of all time. Um, and we then, won't rant about that right now. It's, yeah, no, can't can't do it. Um, I Nelson, you got to do Nelson at eleven. Oh yeah, the bot, the bot yeah. with Ryan with uh, with Baroff is like they're they're the nuts. Eleven K. Yeah, and then you here's the thing too. You you have Jeff Feinberg, you have Pat Mayo, and for some reason they're eighty four. You take that. Um. I don't know. Oh wait, is, hold on. If Gup. Oh. Yeah, but Tambo is going to be asleep. That's true. Which I is really like six K gum. Hey, one more. I got one more. I just actually this one's more of a question. More than there's how. twelve teams and you've named six guys. Like are you're okay. like you're like three. I've won. No, most, I, I just have a conspiracy. FS shows. In, no, hold on. Who is Trey Peters? Trey Peters. I feel like I know them. I, honestly, I'm not sure. I all right. I didn't do some investigation. Yeah, I, and <laughs> for all the like some of these like names I know well, and we've had a we've had a bunch of these guys on the show before, but I don't yeah. know how they are at golf, like real golf. I know that they're sharp and they un, they can pick good golfers, but I don't know that they're like actually good on a course. So who the hell knows? Um, well, I mean, if I'm if I'm of any um, comparison, if this were a par three, oh boy. This were a par three tournament, these children would be done. That, have you even graduated to par threes yet? Aren't you more of like a pitch and putt kind of guy? Isn't that par threes? Oh my god! All right, let's do. <laughs> Are we finding the same game here? Let's do cash locks and get out of here. Yeah. All right. Um. You do yours first. <laughs> as Please. as you hear in the background, Evan furiously scrolling, trying to figure out who he's gonna pick. <laughs> Just go. You didn't even try to hide that one. You could have muted yourself. I could have done a lot of things, but here we are. Yeah, this is the decisions that I have. That's one of the that's one of the most real things that's ever been said on Bogey Free. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Go. All right. Um, yeah. I, I'm definitely going Neesmith at 7,200 uh, as a cash lock. I think that that price is just way too low. Um, as far as like the, the slightly more expensive one, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep rocking with Eam. He's 9,300. Um, so, you know, average that out and you're still around like the mid, mid-ish 8Ks, uh, put together. The cash stocks have done, have done pretty well so far, but the, uh, the Sunday curse is a real thing. We, I think collectively the cash locks are like 25 over on Sundays over the past like six weeks. <laughs> That is, uh, that is a problem. But the, we're making cuts. We're, I think we're 12 out of 14 so far this year. So we'll keep it rolling. Well, that is just that is the balming amount of confidence that I like to hear. All right. I, got, I stole <laughs> enough. Let's hear, let's hear your cash locks. All right. So my cash locks are going to be Kepka. You got Neiman. I really like Brian Harmon. Oh, you're going three. I, it's kind of tied. I, if I had to go two, I'd get, I'd go Kepka I mean, Neiman. 
I mean, we we know that we can't pick an eleven thousand dollar golfer as a cash lock, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna omit that one from the record. Uh, uh, Harmon, that's why. Yeah, you, I'm gonna bleep it. You know what I did. If I had more time tonight, I would go back and actually bleep it, but I, it's not happening. Well, <laughs> we gotta. I gotta get upstairs and watch. This is us. So wait, wait, uh, what? 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 You know what you just said. You gotta respond to that. What? You watch. This is us. Yeah, it's an excellent show. I have takes about it, but I don't know if you want to hear it. I definitely don't want to hear it, but I don't want to hear most of your takes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a fair point. All right. Well, um, we really, we'll, we'll we, really we really sputtered out of this one. Um, this yeah. this has been bogey free. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR as usual. You can find Evan over at eCheney69. And uh, make sure you head over to betonline.ag. If you are not a a customer over there already, you can get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So good luck in your contest this week, and we will talk soon. See you. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.